0: Right, everybody, welcome to the December 7th edition of Cascadian Views. Dan and I are here together again. Uh, we had our first real shakeup in the presidential race. A uh, What one would consider a, a top-tier candidate, at least for parts of the cycle, has now stepped back. and Kamala Harris is gone for good, uh, at least in terms of this presidential run.
1: Yeah, there was a brief window where she was just right behind Biden and just kind of fell off into oblivion shortly after that.
0: There's a lot of anger on uh, kind of the online left about the press coverage about the Harris campaign, which seems kind of dumb to me considering it was about the imminent uh, collapse of the Harris campaign, which, you know, did in fact collapse eminently. So,
1: yeah. I think some of the some of that anger is probably the idea that, you know, these kinds of stories, like I think the Politico piece was the one-sided, and then later on the one in the New York Times basically creating kind of a self-fulfilling policy. That's the sort of thing, or prophecy, the sort of thing that scares away donors and uh, volunteers and things like that, and, you know, to an extent, polls, too. But I think donors are really the bigger and more important audience with a piece like that.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it seemed to hit pretty quickly. Um, according to reporting around at the time, she, uh, she decided she needed to raise $5 million within a week or two to keep it going. The campaign was running out of money, and she didn't see that happening. So she, yeah. she pulled the plug. Um, and I, I guess that's kind of the difference between her and, say, a Delaney, is that <laughs> she, she has a, a national reputation to kind of fold together. Right. Least you know, for the future, if not for this race.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's the big difference between, yeah, you know, your Harris's, <laughs> your uh, Gillibrand's, your, I'm trying to think of some of the others, you know, Inslee to a certain extent. Inslee, he's running for re-election now, hopefully going to be coasting to it, but Washington politics can get a little strange. Uh, some of the others, something like thinking of they kind of got him to go run for Senate. Beto, I'm not sure where else he can really go. Is but he still in the house? No, no, no. He didn't run. He he ran okay. for Senate last time and lost, and so yeah, yeah and, he couldn't do both at once. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, so he's got nowhere to go. I mean, he, he's probably almost oh, probably he's almost certainly made himself too liberal to run for statewide office in Texas now. So I don't really know where he goes from there, except maybe if there's a spot open in a Democratic cabinet at some point in the future, maybe.
0: We're going to have a whole new series of Instagram diaries from Beto about several <sighs> real America. He's unemployed I s- now.
1: I saw he grew a beard. So oh. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> gone Al Gore, but yeah. Yeah. So
0: and Ted but, Cruz really did win in the end.
1: Exactly. He even
0: adopted the beard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean with Harris, you know, she could easily run again in 2024 uh, you know, ditto for Gillibrand. Uh, really, so it's a matter of kind of preserving their stature. Harris, I think it was particularly important to make sure she was not still on the California ballot. Mm-hmm. So you know things like that
0: i I question how much that one really matters. like if if you're not running, nobody is going to expect you to like pull real. i I just it seems like the type of thing that really only matters to an egg.
1: Yeah, or, you know, the kinds of politicians, hyper-competitive people that keep score.
0: So Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now, with with Harris out, she was the only minority candidate who had qualified for the next debate. Um, Booker is most likely not going to be there. There there is a window for him, uh, but his polling has to change, like, tomorrow. And then yeah. Castro hasn't met the donors' requirement or the polling requirements. Really just random.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's also been, you know, some contentious and soul-searching moments on, you know, left internet, certainly over the last, you know, three, four days as they've kind of contemplated going forward with a very pale top tier, which, yeah, I not sure what you can make of that, really. I mean, I I don't want to get in too many, you know, fights on the internet about it, but, you know, Harris ended up not going anywhere because voters of color settled on Biden very early. You know, know, that was potentially her base, but, you know, very much so. The overwhelming majority of this particular voting block decided that Biden was their candidate and they've stuck with him. And I think that's really crippled her candidacy more than anything else was that, you know, her base was with another candidate and they weren't going to go anywhere.
0: And it's, it was such a schizophrenic campaign. Uh, and yeah. it, I guess a lot of that was validated by the reporting. Uh, her campaign manager and her sister ran two completely separate campaigns that were underneath her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, burning through money twice as, as quick, basically. At one point the campaign hired a bunch of staffers, moved them across the country, upended their lives, put them in a new state, and then five weeks later fired them all (laughs) (laughs) go to Iowa or else yeah yeah yeah. and and then there was no money so they fired them all uh just really dumb moves and the money just couldn't couldn't stand up to the the flow rate that they had going on
1: yeah um which it's a tragedy because you know I she was my top choice in our uh our fantasy primary draft. You know, I got the first pick, so she was the number one pick overall. And I think she really did have the potential, at least, to go the distance. You know, a lot of personal political talent. Uh, a fair number of uh, institutional party support was that lining up behind her. Not as much as got behind Biden, but she was easily the second highest number of endorsements out of anybody in the race. You know, she really... If she had a, ca- a campaign that was able to pull it together and if you know she didn't have this ceiling kind of set over her by uh, the Biden ca- – the entrance of the Biden campaign, I think she really could have gone all the way.
0: Just to kind of illustrate that schizophrenic uh, nature of the campaign, just like earlier this week, the day before she pulled out, she announced that she was giving uh, – she was getting Gavin Newsom, the governor of California and her probably right. most prominent endorser – To come out to Iowa to campaign for, the next day ends their campaign. Yeah. Uh, Also, probably should have used those, you know, big high-ticket endorsements earlier. Get those people to come out and campaign for you. Gavin Newsom plays exceptionally well among Iowa liberals. Sure. he's, He's a poster child for a certain wing of the party, and it's the wing that really dominates the Iowa caucuses. Uh, this is why Buttigieg is mm-hmm. is within striking distance of, of taking that state. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why she wasn't, with the amount of establishment support she had, she wasn't leaning on it earlier. There's a lot of names that she could pull out of her endorsements and put them on a stage with her,
1: or in places like South Carolina, where you know she had a significant portion of the Congressional Black Caucus behind her. You know, South Carolina is an extremely important state. I mean, Mm -hmm. Biden is basically banking on South Carolina. That's right. You know, he's going to say, well, whatever happens in the first couple of states, these are just crazy, non-representative white states. As soon as we get to actual Democratic voters, you know, that's where he's going to clean up. And it's not a terrible strategy. I could certainly see it happening. I mean, I have a hard time seeing how it works out. Any other way, unless someone really breaks through in the next, God, we're down to what, six weeks? Mm-hmm. Something like that. its They're, they're running out of time. <laughs> and it's six weeks with an
0: impeachment trial in the Senate uh, yeah. on the horizon. It's, it's looking like it's going to be coming pretty early. I mean, exactly. the Intelligence Committee finished up their report. The judiciary finished up their, their roadmap to impeachment uh, this is going to move pretty quick.
1: Yeah. You know, the last, I mean, you've got the holidays coming up, but you know, the trial is almost certainly going to be happening in January. So, you know, the last potential chance for, you know, some news cycle breakthrough to happen, whether that's, you know, a fresh burst for Bernie Sanders or for Elizabeth Warren or, you know, a new, new fastball hit for Pete Buttigieg, you know, that's kind of what they're all depending on, but they're also going to be up against, you know, the biggest political story, period, happening I, right then at the same time.
0: I think the trial happening in January basically ensures Pete Wings, Iowa, and maybe even
1: sure. Just kind of freezes things in place.
0: Well, he doesn't have a job to do during that time. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't have to go sit and be quiet in D.C. Like, the senators are literally not allowed to talk during yeah. this trial. They are completely sidelined, and and Pete's going to be able to have Iowa basically all to himself, him and a bunch of other people who aren't going to win.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, it's not like, uh, say, you know, some opportunity for them to showcase themselves. You know, like, you know, Harris really got a lot of attention with the uh, hearings with uh, James Comey, but, you know, there's not really going to be that here.
0: Yeah, no, the senators don't directly address anybody, they're a silent fucking jury.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I think you're right. I think probably the first couple of states you know, get put in the bag for Buttigieg, and then maybe that translates to some more momentum for him with the voters he hasn't been able to break through yet with. or uh,
0: Yeah, I think it basically Biden hands just... Iowa on a platter. New Hampshire is more of a wild card because both Warren and Sanders represent next-door states. They're familiar with them. Uh, and
1: New Hampshire loves saying, fuck you to Iowa. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> but I, I think it, the trial being in January basically hands Iowa to, to Budapest and maybe New Hampshire. It it definitely plays in favor, but I, I don't think it delivers the state outright. Like it will with Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I guess with that we will move on to the impeachment report. Um, the the Senate Judiciary Committee had their trials with a bunch of constitutional experts uh, and released their their roadmap to impeachment it uh is the second time this has ever been done um it was done for nixon then for clinton they just kind of brushed up the uh the nixon report the nixon roadmap um they updated a couple things but this is the only the second time in the country's history they scratch uh and it sets up what are gonna be what the house hopes are the ground rules for the senate trial but uh really know <laughs> like the the ground rules for what's impeachable or whatever the senate decides is impeachable regardless of the report from the jews
1: right i mean they still get to control their own proceedings
0: well no, not not really mm. um so the trial is is done by uh the chief justice he's the one who controls the proceedings um and then the house will Appoint a prosecutor, most likely Schiff mm-hmm. um, Just because he's done this before He's um, He's impeached a Federal judge before, successfully uh, Before huh. the Republican Senate uh, So he's The only one who's got any sort of Experience with impeaching the judge Is not quite the same as impeaching the president But,
1: you know, as know. Similar as it can get, but yeah, yeah I had yeah. no idea That that was in his background
0: huh. oh, Yeah, um, In fact, uh, judge Gabriel Thomas Porteous Jr. He was impeached in 2010. He was district judge for the District Court of Eastern Louisiana. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Schiff uh, argued the case as the prosecutor in front of the, uh, the Senate and came away with a victory. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, in fact, almost unanimous. Well, it was unanimous, but it wasn't all 100 senators. Uh, on one count of impeachment, he got a 96-0 vote. Uh, on the second count of impeachment, he got a 69-27 vote. On the third count, he got an 88-8 vote. And on disqualification, uh, in terms of not being allowed hmm. to be a judge in the future, he got a 94-2 vote.
1: So, all right. Interesting. As recently, as 2010. That must have been some kind of, yeah, just kind of blatant corruption well also not to stereotype but louisiana just (laughs) what what jumps out at me there is is probably some kind of you know cash in the freezer kind of situation yes
0: uh in fact he was bribed with cash by a party in a lawsuit refused to recuse himself after uh that (laughs) was found and then tried to cover the whole thing
1: up well there you go yeah but yeah well (laughs) if only we could uh yeah, you know, have the same kind of clear eyes on this case here. Yeah. But. We'd hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so with the judiciary done on this, it's moving to a full House vote on the articles of impeachment. Um, probably happening before Christmas. Mm-hmm. In, the
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in the House. Yeah,
0: uh, in the House. And that advances to the Senate. Amash has said he will vote for it. Uh, and Van Drew has said he will vote against it. So we pick up one independent Republican and we lose at least one Democrat.
1: Right. And I assume it was also Colin Peterson that voted against it on you know, the last vote around, too. So. And so we expect
0: him to vote against it as well.
1: That's what I would think. Yeah. They're, if they weren't going to even vote for opening the inquiry they're probably going to oppose you know proceeding with the articles of impeachment as well and i'm wondering if we'll lose a few more as well i mean i was kind of surprised that you know tulsi gabbard went along with it as well but we'll see we'll see if anyone surprises us
0: yeah i don't think we're gonna lose that many We might lose gabbard because she's in full-on fuck the democrat right right um the the other thing i guess to to kind of watch for in in that regard is we have uh a number of opportunities for previously undisclosed testimony to come out uh little Mm -hmm. bits have been coming here and there uh i i still kind of want the house to declassify some of the closed door briefings uh this comes up occasionally and it's a power very rarely used but the House, unlike the Senate, can declassify anything at all. it wants. It, it can completely overrule the President on that. They have to pass a, a resolution of the House, uh, having it be declassified, the President can veto, the House then can come into session a, a second time, and if they win the second vote, uh, it's just it's declassified. No, nothing else to say about it. The Senate does not have that power, the House does. Uh, it's meant to be the more direct democracy uh branch have having a check over the executive i would love for them to just declassify some of the closed door i it's not gonna happen uh but i want yeah,
1: it yeah i think there's a lot of information that ultimately the public really needs to see even if yeah the president has attempted to classify it for reasons which may or may not be you know legally valid but entirely based on the politics. So mm.
0: uh the, the only local news we have, uh I guess this is gonna be a pretty short episode. One, the Oregon Ducks are going to the Rose Bowl, so if you're a fan of that, good job. Not my team, but I do live <laughs> in the state. I was actually really hoping that they'd lose. Not only because I get a lot of mileage out of Oregon losing, uh, but Utah was number five. Uh, number two and number four played each other. The One of them was going to lose. There was a real good chance the Pac-12 conference would put a team in the playoffs. And then Oregon had to go screw all that up by winning.
1: <laughs> what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, Oregon was ranked number 14 with two losses coming into that game. They weren't going to go to the top four playoffs. So
1: Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, the other thing that we had locally, uh, we've kind of tracked in off and on with uh, Initiative 976, which passed here in Washington last month. Uh, that was another one of Tim Eyman's uh, initiatives to prevent the state from being able to collect tax revenue. This one covered car tab fees, uh, state car tab fees, local tab fees, uh, basically, and you know, Limiting what can be charged when you register your car each year to thirty dollars, so drastically reducing the amount of revenue that can be collected, especially you know eliminating progressivity from that you know yeah. program as well. Uh, so that's been challenged in court, as was expected when you know the final count came in uh, a couple of weeks ago. The uh, the uh, district court in uh, King County. Uh, put a stay on the in it, going forward with the reduction in the fees, uh, which actually would have been set to go into effect this week. Um, so that's been on hold. There's a constitutional challenge over whether or not the initiative uh, violates certain measures like, you know, single issue ballot you know, measure requirements and things like that. Uh, so Based on that possibility, the lower courts put a hold on, you know, allowing the initiative to take effect, and then Iman's group challenged that decision, up, took that up to the Supreme Court, where it was affirmed this week. So, the, I guess they'll be trying the issues in lower courts first, but for now, the lower fees will not be going into effect, and so Iman has something to rail against as he prepares his bid for governor.
0: So, serious question. Um, if somebody's car registration is up between when it was supposed to go into effect and when it eventually does go into effect and they pay the higher car tab fees, do they get that money back?
1: I don't think so. I think you know, it just doesn't go into effect until it goes into effect. You know, Although, what you might do is <laughs> wait. Well, I mean, if... if I, I've gotten away with that. <laughs> If the
0: initiative sponsors prevail, uh, yeah. the court is essentially arguing it was fine as it was written and it should have gone into effect back then. Right. <laughs> so it I don't know. It it just seems to me like this whole this whole thing is it's being made way more complicated. Yeah. Than it needs to be. And I pray to God they have a better argument than single issue. I made fun of that. Mm -hmm. Last time we were together, and I stand by that. Initiative is a single issue. It's car tabs have to be $30. That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It seems like it is definitely a stretch in order to make that stick.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I really really hope it's overturned. It's just that's not the argument that's going to do it, Chief. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, Shortened holiday week. Uh, Not much happening the week after Thanksgiving. Hopefully, the field will winnow even further by the next time we talk. When's the debate, by the way? Oh,
1: Jeez. Yeah, I thought that would be coming up soon rather than... Let's see here. That's got to be coming up here in the next...
0: December 19th, so so not next week, but the one after that.
1: Yeah, and so I guess Booker has a little bit more time to make that, but not likely. And then... Let's see here, other stuff that's going on, coming up. The The UK election is going to be on Thursday.
0: The 11th? No, the 12th. The 12th,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Did you see Delaney's proposal for the next debate?
1: No, I did not. What did he say?
0: Uh, so, I only found this because I searched for when the next debate was. But uh, just yesterday, or earlier today? No, yesterday. He uh, called on the DNC to open a kids' table debate for candidates who had qualified for past debates. Uh, Even if they don't qualify for the current one, which would put him and Castro and Booker, sure, uh, Tulsi,
1: and and Bennett, and (laughs) oh my God, yeah, Uh, no, no, we got rid of you already. Go away, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Narrow this down for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. If it was a different crop of candidates that were still around, maybe I'd feel differently, but. I'm just ready to be goddamn done with it.
0: <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm ready for, like, Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Bring and it South on. Carolina. Let's, exactly. let's get to the end of this primary from out.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Um, later on, I'm out next week. I'm going to be out of town. but
0: Okay. I'll dry, cool. drag Chris around. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Bye.